Wow, Rob Rogers, the Post-Gazette cartoonist who's been censured, censored by the Post-Gazette. He was just on CNN, and the entire newsroom gathered around to watch him on CNN, on the premises. That's uh, that's quite the show of support. Anywho, before the playoff game against Jacksonville, Mike Mitchell, the Steelers' safety, talked smack outside the Jaguars' locker room. Mitchell said... Y'all gonna know my name, unquote. And then the Steelers deal out 45 points, and the Steelers season was over. But wait, it gets better. Mike Mitchell got cut by the Steelers, and he still does not have a job. That shouldn't be at all surprising. Mitchell started 13 games last year, missing three because of injury. He didn't get an interception, or a sack, or a forced fumble. And he only defended two passes. That's in 13 games. It was almost like Mitchell didn't even play. Yeah, I know. Broken foot, yada, yada. Played hurt, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? The NFL's teams apparently don't. Mitchell stinks. He's got a big ego and a big mouth. And he can't get a job. I don't like it. I love it. He probably will get a job ultimately. But it's good to see such an insufferable jackass sweat. Mitchell could learn a bit of humility if he was interested, but he's not. But there's only one, but there's definitely one thing Mike Mitchell can't avoid. You just made the list. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. In response to wanting to bring a Hooters back to Pittsburgh, I have people saying that uh, Twin Peaks is better. I've been to Twin Peaks in Vegas, and, and it's really cool. The girls are very attractive, but then again, that's Vegas. I mean, here in Pittsburgh, we have like, you know, three major strip clubs downtown, and we can't even stock those properly. And then the two tilted kilts killed, uh, closed. Corey V., who I haven't spoken to in ages, our calendar girl, she uh, was super-duper unbelievably hot. But a lot of those girls just didn't flatter the outfit, you know, and that's, I don't know if that's why it failed, but when you're promising super hot girls in skimpy outfits as the selling point of your establishment, and then you don't come through, but that's, you know, you can never turn down a woman for a job like that because she's not good looking now. Oh my God. Rob Rogers would do a cartoon about it, which the Post-Gazette then wouldn't rut. I remember one time, I, prom- I I was giving away tickets to a Penguin game. And I promised two tickets to the first really hot girl that showed up to get them. This is back in 1250 days. So, a girl showed up who was just horrible looking. And, and let me preface by saying, I'm horrible looking too, and I know it. 
But this girl didn't know it apparently because she came and I thought to myself, oh my God, either I have to tell this girl she's too ugly for the tickets or just give her the tickets. I chumped out. I just gave her the tickets. Things really have changed. Whether or not it's for the better, I don't know. What whatever happened to Corey V now that there's no tilted kilt? She was like selling real estate, insurance, insurance on real estate. I don't know. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to Dave and Mars. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. What's up? That was a, that was a pretty hilarious story. But um, just for the Pirates, for a team that, like, really hates spending money, they spend it horribly. Uh, my God, between uh, Rodriguez, Nova, and Freeze. Well, mean, no, 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 no. At the time, Nova seemed like a good sign. Oh, right. And, and, mean, he came, and he I came mean, at a relatively reasonable rate, not that I'm – too concerned about that, but I, I would rather a couple of years prior, instead of signing Nova for what they signed him for, plop on a few extra dollars to keep Jay Happ. Right, right. I mean, I guess hindsight, the money was... And then they bring crap. back Rodriguez after his car wreck to pay him 5.75 mil this year and prorated last year because it was a PR move because people liked him. And make no mistake, that's the only reason they brought him back, was PR. Yep. You're done talking? Okay, that was just kind of Captain Obvious stuff. But, hey, good call, 412-333-9939. You know, I, I talked about this before when I spoke about Max Scherzer's Immaculate Inning. If you weren't listening, the Immaculate Inning is in baseball. What, you thought it was like horse racing? The Immaculate Inning, nine pitches, nine strikes. Three hitters, three strikeouts. The perfect inning for a pitcher. And only five pitchers have done it more than once. Max Scherzer doing it for the second time last night. And Lefty Grove, Sandy Koufax, Nolan Ryan, and Randy Johnson. All of whom are in the Baseball Hall of Fame, as Max Scherzer probably will be. Although him and Ryan Zimmerman were at the Caps game, acting like jerks wearing helmets and jerseys. So F them. But, but anyway, no, Scherz is a great pitcher. And uh, he pitched for the Philadelphia A's that were owned by Connie Mack. They moved to Kansas City and now, of course, reside in Oakland. It's worth going to, like, Connie Mack's Wikipedia because what he would do is he'd build a team and then whenever it lost money, he'd trade all the stars, sold all the stars. That happened in the in the... In the 1910s, when he sold guys like Home Run Baker. And it happened again in the 30s when he sold like Lefty Grove, Jimmy Fox, Chief Bender, Bucketfoot Al Simmons, Mickey Cochran. I mean, they won a bunch of pennants and, and world championships. They, they like for a while finished ahead of the Babe Ruth Yankees. But they didn't get rid of everybody. You know what the difference between him and Bob Nutting was? He maximized his window. When he had the guys, he spent to keep them, and he won. And then he dispersed the team and started from scratch. The Penguins do that. Maximize your window. And that's why the Pirates have killed the town. That's why they can't sell tickets now. Because in 2015, the window was open, and they got rid of their players 
while it was still affordable to try and win, when just adding a little payroll, not a lot, would have won. But, but you see, here's the theory that they use. They don't care if they ever win, the Pirates. They don't. Nothing does. He figures if you can just stay competitive and stay in the playoff race, not, not get a spot but make the race, you'll draw. You know, you'll that, that hope will sell and you'll get enough to, to make the money he wants to make. But by closing the window early, he filed his own theory. Because now the hope isn't what the hope should be. He, he never wants to go up with the payroll and then back down with the payroll. Because when you go way down with the payroll, you're probably not going to draw. And when you go up with the payroll, there's no guarantee of winning. His notion is, and it's really the same as the Steelers, is shoot for the playoffs every year. You'll keep the fans interested. Once in a while, you'll get in. Once in a while, you'll get lucky. Except the Steelers almost always do get in, and they've won Super Bowls. And that's a capped league, so it's apples and oranges. Baseball isn't capped, but but it's just, I think they've killed the town. I don't think they will ever get attendance up where it was in 15 or even, even 16 or last year. They'll never get back up to that point unless there's a change in ownership. And, you know, I will say, I don't think the Hillbilly Prince has any intention of selling ever. But the only way to find that out would be to not go. The only way to see how committed he is to owning that team no matter what is for tenants to dip below a million. And I'm not suggesting that because I do not believe in boycotts. Unless I'm a Trojan horse for all that. Orchestrating a boycott from the Cambria Club, even as I eat prime rib. But it would be interesting to see what would happen if attendance dropped below a million. Which, you know, at the current rate, it's plummeting. They're averaging, what, 15,000 per game this year. So over 81 games, that's like 1.3. Wow, that is a calamitous drop. I'd cry, except I'm too busy laughing. 412-333-9939. Let's take uh, a quick call from Matt Robinson. Matt, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah. Uh, Shazier not being a coach, I, I, I agree he'll never play again. We don't know if he can coach because he's never had that chance. So he may have something to okay, offer. Okay, so, so you know what he needs to do? If he wants to coach, he needs to go coach high school ball or college oh, ball. Or work as a grad, work as a grad assistant at Pitt, something like that. If they want to give him that opportunity, you see a lot of NFL players that go in as interns, like Woodson did with Cincinnati. But on the nutting, more importantly, on the nutting, one thing that upsets me most about nutting, they talk about them losing money or whatever year to year. Our, our bottom line is red, whatever. They, nobody ever talks about the equity in the team and the value of the team. Oh, and the fact up. that the team gains value so dramatically all the time. Every year it's up 20, 40, 50 million a year. And nobody ever talks about that. And that's my number one complaint. You look at that conglomerate that bought the team years ago when they were going to leave and they, they took, got them for a song. They got them for 10 million bucks or whatever. Look what they sold them for McClatchy. Yeah, they were losing a million bucks a year. Every one of those corporations made their money. Bro, bro it's a giant con game that Nutting's exactly. A that's giant con still- game. That's why Hurdle's there. He's the perfect front man for well, this Well, no, 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 no. Uh, okay, I mean, part of me says you're right, and I think he's just devolved. I think at one time he was a good manager. I think now he's too busy making sure the guys like him. It's like Little League. Everybody gets to play three innings. 
But, but you know, I, like Neil Huntington's the guy I have, I don't want to say a problem with, because he gets a budget like, like every general manager does. He has to stick to it like every general manager does. And he's relatively successful within the confines of that budget. But even though that's his job, it feels like he's aiding and abetting. It feels like even though he designed the Ponzi, he executes it. Yep. Thank you for Every the call. Team. No, i got to let you go. 412-333-9939. we got Dejan at 530, so if you want to call, call now. And let's talk sports. And have a beer. Everybody have a beer. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Well, no, I just said, I don't know what I said. I don't know what you said. Uh, double M. Yeah? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. We've got Dejan at the bottom of the hour. We've got a ton of calls lined up. So let's go to Tim in the car. Tim, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Um, you know, the the whole thing with nutting and the boycott, you know, it's a great idea. There is no boycott. That. Well, whatever. But Well, no, um, don't, don't say whatever. There is no boycott. This drop well, in attendance not, is organic. Yes, but if people really want to make a change... What they need to do, and, and you may think I'm, you know, off base on this, but um, what they need to do is the guy gets taxpayer money. Shut up. For Shut up. His, Shut up. What are you going to do, tattle? Rewards. Call the state legislature and tattle? That's not well, how it works. If, if, if they investigate his books. Goodbye. They Goodbye. See- but they can't investigate his books, you simpleton. It's a private-owned business. Hey, for a few years I heard how great the guy was. Now all you bucko marks and stooges got a stew in your own juice. Which is kind of a creepy term. Let's go to uh, the dude at the bowling alley. The dude abides here on 105.9 X. Hey, Big Sexy, what up? What up? Hey, I got two questions for you. Uh, number one, I want to know if you think this Stanley Cup final is uh, exciting or not. Uh, that, that's actually a really good question. Let me answer that one first, if I may. Okay. I think the games are close, except for the last one, the 6-2 game. But I think they're incredibly sloppy. And I think they're also incredibly dirty. I wouldn't call it free-flowing, uh, you know, highlight reel hockey. But it has been exciting. In, in a way, I don't prefer, but exciting nonetheless. So second question is, that wine, everybody's having a beer. What is that from? Because I laugh every time you say it. From from the TV show Brockmire. Oh, I've never watched it. Yeah, stars Hank Azaria is a washed-up baseball play-by-play guy trying to get back to the major leagues. Well, it sounds good. And like I said, I Everybody have a beer. Hey, Pittsburgh, we're having a beer. <laughs> Thanks, double Everybody have a beer. Let's go to Josh in Lawrenceville. Josh, you're on with double M. Hey, super genius. Who do you have in the World Cup? Well, that's more of an ask Mark anything question, but uh, I think the three best teams are Germany, Brazil, and Spain. Who do you have? I can't disagree with that. I think France is going to fall apart, unfortunately. Why, unfortunately? Uh, There's a lot of debate if that manager can handle the talent and whether or not he can make the correct selection to put France in a good place to win. Well, France has fallen apart to a much greater degree. For example, today's the anniversary 
of us having to invade it because they fell apart far worse than they could on a soccer pitch. Okay, Dejan next. Let's get this show over with. 105.9 The X. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Let's face it, you've always been in love with me, and this is just your moment of clarity. I don't think so. Oh, I know so. The X at 105.9. I'm in studio with Dejan Kovacevic, Serbian reactionary. Check out his work at DKPittsburghSports.com. Dejan, you saw the Ryan Shazier press conference today. He says he wants to play football again. I understand where he's coming from, but isn't that a pipe dream? I just don't think a doctor would ever clear him, or a team would clear him. Yeah, except that, you know, I recall very vividly that nobody was supposed to clear Tommy Maddox, and I know Maddox was only down and out for a little bit. And, you know, my general thought on this, Mark, more than anything, is just from the human standpoint that you just want to stand there and say yes. You know, you want to, I mean, for his purposes right now, you want to say yes. You know, look at it this way. Uh, when I was in Cincinnati, that that play happened right in front of me where we were in the press box, and he's lying there, and you see him getting carted off. If somebody had told you that he'd be able to walk into anything, you oh, know, yeah. no, it's no, I'm unbelievable. Glad, I'm glad he's made progress. Oh, I'm sure you are. Everybody is. And I think his life will be, you know, relatively normal, all things considered. You would but think, I think so. I think the story ended when he when he walked again. I just the, the day on well, the injury to him is not anything like the Maddox injury. The, I, he has screws and rods in his back. Now the idea of of football is, I mean, pipe dream sounds negative from his context, so I'm not going to share that view. I, I think it, it's unbelievably unlikely. But then so has it been to this point. And if that's what fuels him every morning to get up and walk around. Uh, to do to go through his training, if it's that he was talking today about his young child and wanting the three year old wants to play with that child, whatever it is that motivates him, great. Yeah, I think at some point the Steelers have to let it go, though. I mean, people were talking today about him coaching. He's not qualified to coach. No, but he's not coaching now. He's in meetings. He's learning. He's observing, and he didn't portray it as anything more than that. Uh, I, I respect that. He wants to be in there. He wants to be part of it. Did you hear what he said when he talked about why he's not with his uh, family in his home down in Florida? His his response was because this is the place where I feel normal. He should be with his family in Florida because this this will go no further than it did today. I'm not trying to be a pessimist, but I, I also think at some point you can't indulge it anymore. What's indulging, though? I mean, think about this. If, if he's in a room with... Uh, John Bostic, who's completely new to the system and has to play his position. Okay, what if he's in a room with uh, Tyler Matikavich, who really struggled to stop the run? Uh, Vince Williams goes to him constantly, and Vince knows the system better than anybody. You know who should coach those guys, the coaches. The coaches, but again, you're you're. Even he said himself. He said, "I'm here for those guys to come to me." I think you're over. You're stretching this idea of how much he's no, no, doing I think, now. I think they're stretching the, the possibilities. Anyway, let, let's move on because I want to talk about the Pirates. You had an excellent story uh, at DKPittsburghSports.com today. In, in wrestling, there's a phrase called killed the town. Ooh. It's when your product is disappointed too often and you've lost the That's audience good. for good. That's good. Have the Pirates killed the town? Because attendance is putrid and I can't think of a circumstance that picks it back up. Why does wrestling have all the good phrases? It's like wrestling has just a monopoly on all those. Well, I, I think the Pirates have killed the town. <laughs> you know what? I, 
Uh, for anybody who didn't see the column today, uh, actually, we've made it free since then at our subscribers' wishes because they wanted to share it. I basically spent the night just walking around PNC Park, talking to different people. Manny Sanguian out by the barbecue, the ushers, And fans. it was nearly empty, correct? It was not 12,000, Mark. It wasn't half Well, right, that. but that, that's yeah. paid tickets. There yeah, were maybe yeah. six or 7,000 there, correct? Uh, if that. Uh, it was really light. And on top of that, there was a rain delay and everything else. So even people who would have had tickets didn't come. But it was really, really light. Uh, the place is an absolute jewel. It's it's a treasure for this city, PNC Park is. Um, and I wrote mostly about that, but, you know, it's dead. And that's not one of these usual ripping on Pirates fans. or Oh, no, it's reality. I, I was there last week, but what do they have to do to get fans back? Uh, when you talk to people, when you get down like this, instead of being like I usually am, up in the press box and just kind of looking ivory down, tower, ivory tower, looking down at the hoi polloi, peanut shells down on the masses and all that other stuff. When you're down and you're actually talking to people, all you hear, Mark, is one thing: ownership, ownership. Uh, they're not these people who say that they're not. I'm not coming to the ballpark because of Bob Nutting, whatever. It's one thing for those people to say it and to call your show and to say those things, and you can kind of roll your eyes at them because you know they haven't been to a game anyway in years. This is different. These people were in the crowd. These people were there, and they were still so put off, so turned off. Uh, they have no faith. Even when the Pirates were doing really, really well, which they were, give them credit. That up season's until, beginning, up yes. until Up until about three weeks ago. Right. Now they stink. They've been pretty bad since then. Stink, yeah. They, the, the, the overwhelming sentiment was still... Huge skepticism. Not a little bit. Well, it was of course, still... because they took a 98-win team and dismantled it for, for the sake of money. And that's it. That is the beginning and the end of the debate regarding these Pirates was the Ryan Vogel song rotation response. Well, they, they That get, was what they did. The fans gave it a year or yep. so to see if they had done the right thing as they claimed. And when they it turned they hadn't, they just stopped showing up. Because and... everything was a lie. Everything was a lie. See, I don't think they can get the fans back without an ownership change. I, th- I think it's that's I think what it's I that heard. Bad. That's what I heard from these people. There's pride in the franchise. There's pride, and there should be in the institution that is the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's pride in the legitimate champions like a Sangian, like Kent Takalvi, like Steve Blass. These guys that are still around. But man, in the current product, because of the ownership, people are purposely staying away. Well, yeah, and really, that's the only way to force the hillbilly prince's hand. I'm not even sure that will do it. And it's funny because uh, when I read your column, it reminded me what I what I, I didn't think at the time because ownership was different then. It was the McClatchy group. But does the beauty of PNC Park give the Pirates an excuse to not try and win? Has nothing preyed on the notion that the park sells tickets? Not anymore. You can't. This no, is, but, but ha- has he done? Oh, of course. For years and years. They had Kennywood there. They knew that. They had they had a, a place that was so beautiful, that's so much fun, so spectacular, really. But now everybody's been to Kennywood. Everyone's been to Kennywood, and now they've had more than one negative experience about it. I mean, this is, Mark, this is not an accident. No, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it, because... When attendance has dropped by 50% from 2015... That's dramatic. That is precipitous yes. in a short time. Yeah, and by the way, can I bring up one other thing? Because I also had a lot of response from comments to the column, people saying, well, now look, this is going to give them an excuse to leave. I got news for you. The Pittsburgh Pirates aren't leaving Pittsburgh. Major League Baseball would never, ever allow it. You don't let a 132-year franchise walk out of a beautiful ballpark in a great situation that they know oh, works when they... Well, when, plus, when they're efficiently the run. Lease, the lease runs like forever, too. It runs through 2030. They're not going anywhere. That myth needs to die. 
I, I haven't heard anybody mention it. Oh, it, I hear it a lot. Like, oh, no, look at the empty seats, because people have memories of what happened when there were empty seats at Three Rivers. Oh, no, the Pirates are going to leave. Completely different situation. We're talking today's Uncle Vodcevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. How will ownership react if attendance stays down? And and, and they will react. <laughs> well, no, no, seriously, be, be as specific as you feel comfortable. Uh, the combination of attendance being down and the Pirates' performance on the field dipping, you're going to see what we've expected here for a while, which is that they'll complete the sell-off. You'll see Josh Harrison get moved. You'll see other guys get moved. Well, other uh, guys. Who are the other guys that move? The ones, uh, I mean, they'll move guys that they can move. I mean, yeah, I know you spent a good portion of your show on Sean Rodriguez. You know, if you could move him, you would have already moved him in the $5 million contract that he has. Uh, but I think you could look. Would they move a Polanco, a Marte? I, I Ah, I wouldn't get into a Marte, but I, you know, because he's a center fielder. Well, that's no, a my different. point is, is like I know they'll move Harrison, but I know they won't just move Harrison. Yeah, but and who mean, else is movable? Well, you also can look at it if if they feel confident that Jung Ho Gung can be, and other teams feel that way that he can be a real contributor. And of course, he had some pretty strong things to say down in Bradenton today. Uh, they uh, they could do that because they don't have any place for Gong to play. You know. That that's kind of a weird situation. I mean, you're not benching Colin Moran for him, and David Freeze is your backup. So I'd bench Colin Moran for Gung. No, you wouldn't. Colin Moran's a guy. He's had a good what couple months. That's it. Yeah, but it's also the first couple of months of his career. You want you're you're championing Austin Meadows to play every day, and you want to bench Colin Moran. Yep. Uh, you know the, these both of these guys are going to end up being in the Rookie of the Year conversation the way they're going. Uh, I, I I'm telling you that I, I think that uh, I think that there's money still to be moved. And and that they're going to try to move it. What should the Pirates do with Rodriguez? I hate to sound like it's 1945, but he's only hitting 162, and all his other numbers stink. Too. No, he's been terrible. Well, I mean, but he's starting tonight, you know. Yeah, I mean, Jordy Mercer's got something wrong. Put with Harrison him. at yeah. short. Put Frazier at short. Uh, Put anybody but him at short. Yeah, Frazier can't play short. Jay Hay could. I, I could see you could get away with doing that. Um, they're not. I don't think Jay Hay would be any better or worse. It's short, and he'd also be the kind of guy that wouldn't be offended by it. You know what I mean? The whole, I'm a starting second baseman now. I've earned it. Jay Hay wouldn't care. He'd actually find it a challenge. Um, I honestly think that what you're seeing here between that and the Pirates setting up Gong the way they did today to be interviewed, um, he's just starting to murder the ball at that level, which actually he should. That They're setting the stage for Gong to get back to Pittsburgh sooner rather than later, at which point that's the end of the road for Sean Rodriguez. So Think they'll DFA him? Yeah. Good. How could you not? How could you start him tonight? Because how could the you start shortstops him? hurt, and they no, made a decision no. based on shortstop. Any, and Harrison should play. Anybody else should play. You're right. I I, 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 just, I get play. antsy Bird about twenty shortstop. I get antsy about twenty fifth man arguments because they just end up being not. The, but they've made him more than the twenty fifth man. Yeah, he's I mean, playing a third of the game. He's starting. No, I know starting a third of the game. I, you're completely, completely right on that subject. Okay, a, a completely right. He should not be starting anywhere near as much as he is. The manager has tried to get him going out of respect for his career and out of respect oh. for what he's done. Hey, man, that's old school baseball. That's how that's it is. Stupid baseball. It's not. If you're, if you're gonna, I hear that the Pirates rely on metrics. If you rely on metrics, then then the old school baseball has nothing to do with. I it. don't hear the metrics people defending Sean Rodriguez. It's quite the opposite. Well, I see the manager playing Sean Rodriguez now. Why is Gregory Polanco starting as much as Marte Meadows and Dickerson since Marte came off the DL? What's the upside there? 
Well, Polanco's got upside. Polanco's got talent. Polanco's a five-tool guy. Uh, are they waiting especially long He's a on tool, him? All right. Yeah, but they have him for a long time. They have a contract signed with him. They're not going to devalue got, but, him but, right but, off the but bat. But try to win. That's why those seats are empty. Arguably, if you start him, you're not trying to win. No, that's not true, Mark. If he has, if he's gone in a long slump, there's also a greater chance he that he's going to long slump. Right, but uh, he's kind of crawling out of it. I mean, he, oh, he went over three please. again last night. Uh, you keep trying to put me in this position to be defending Polanco. All I'm saying is that I think that he absolutely should be part of the rotation. You have to get him going. That's absurd. I don't even know what to say to that. I do. I think you have four outfielders right now. People are staying away from the park because you're not trying to win, and you don't want to start Dickerson, Marte, and Meadows all the time. People are staying away from the park because they didn't buy season tickets back in February. Because they don't try to win. Not because they thought Polanco Because they don't try to win. But that's at a much higher level than which right fielder they're picking that given night. But I I know what you're saying. They're a frustrating team to watch. Uh, A couple of guys in particular, it's not just Polanco, although we certainly pick on him more. But the other one, Josh Bell needs to get going, too. Expectations were a lot higher for him. More power, for sure. You know what's happening with him? And I've talked with him probably more than any other pirate over the past few days. He's His timing is great right now, Mark. He's seeing the pitch, and he's just missing it. He had a couple of those last night that he could have put into the water, and he just missed it. And then he ends up lunging at some bad pitch. It's been an extremely frustrating. It's not been like Polanco, where you've just seen some really bad at-bats. Bell is still having good at-bats. He's not getting the full wood on the ball. What's wrong with Vasquez? Why does he stink all of a sudden this year? He's nuts. <laughs> I say that in the most loving way, Expand too. Expand on that. Well, I really like the guy because he's a lot of fun to be around. But uh, some closers have a screw loose. Some closers pretend to have a screw loose to kind of have that wide receiver, cornerback mentality, if you will. Uh, they get a little bit wacky as soon as they become closer because they think it's part of the persona. He's actually a little bit uh, off his rocker. And he's out there right now, Mark, I can tell you unequivocally, thinking about 17 different things when he's pitching. Uh, does his arm hurt? Should he be throwing hard? What's wrong with his slider? Why is his slider not having any action cutting in on righties? That was his devastating pitch, by the way, last year. It's not working for him at all. So what's happening is his fastball now comes at hitters really straight. And I don't care if you're throwing 110. If a fa- if a hitter knows, a major league hitter knows you've got a fastball coming and it's straight and it's coming at the plate, it's going to get hit just as hard. So he has a lot of things to figure out. Ray Searage has a lot of things to figure out, and they're all very frustrated by it. Why didn't they better fix their bullpen in the offseason? Because <laughs> with, with, well, with a decent bullpen... You keep what, setting what these up like we need these laugh track responses well, but, but, I mean, because they don't spend any money. But, but, with even, but, but the bullpen... It wouldn't have cost that much to make it even decent. And with a decent bullpen, they have three or four more wins at least. Okay, this is where I I give a a really unpopular answer, at least certainly in their eyes. But the reason they didn't sign a major league free agent is because they were in, unquestionably in my mind, uh, on this unspoken, unwritten, un-anything collusion. It was so conspicuous that you can make it through an entire free agency period and not sign one. I don't know how many people know about that. You, if it, people talk about a lot of different things related to the Pirates and payroll. They didn't sign a single free agent. When I say that, I'm talking about even like the eighth or ninth arm down in the pen. That means that they were relying on what was there in-house. And guess what? What was there in-house wasn't nearly enough. Where does the season go from here? Because the Pirates were, were very good in 13, 14, and 15. 
And some of the residue of that, in terms of the way the team was perceived, kind of trickled down to 16, a little less to 17. This year, the feeling around the team, not not in the clubhouse, because I, I don't and won't go there, but just the general perception out here in Pittsburgh, it's very ominous. And your article at the ballpark reflected that. Yeah, I think I think there's a sense that, that the team from the inside, I can tell you that there's a sense that they're, they're still confident that they can hit. I don't know that they're as confident that they can pitch, and that's a pretty tough place to be uh, in a baseball clubhouse. Uh, from the outside, I think that where this team is headed is toward that sell-off. Uh, I, I don't think they're just going to die and immediately fade away here. Boy, and the spit will hit the spam if they have a sell-off. Well, really? I mean, look, oh, right. they, they uh, already laid that foundation. Uh, that's a good know? point. How many less people could show up? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I mean, realistically, how much how much more angry or more disinterested can you be if you're already both of those things from the Kutch and the, the Garrett Cole trades? If there's a sell-off, then what they can do, and they are good at this sort of thing, or at least they think they are, is they can say, hey, look, young guys, young guys. Hey, we gave it a shot, right? We promised you we were going to give it a shot. Well, we gave it a shot. It didn't work out. The old guys let us down. So here we are again. We're just going to blow it up. Uh, is the Stanley Cup final going to go beyond tomorrow night? I really don't think so. I think the Capitals have, have they've they've solved this. You know, I mean, look at how they saved their best for last. They however, really, unwittingly. You know what? It, it just, in so many ways, it reminds you of the the Penguins finishing touches on their. Two championships. Oh, it's 16 and 17? Absolutely yep. it does. Because they just started to find who they were right. defensively, Mark, more than anything. Uh, the neutral zone, the way they're they're attacking at all points of the rink. I think Barry Trotz is being somewhat unfairly painted as sitting back in this 1-1-3. They're not doing that. They're attacking at all points on the rink. Who does that remind you of? I, I talked to Jim Rutherford the other day for the site, and he mentioned the same thing. He said it looks a, a, a whole lot like what Pittsburgh has done over the last couple of years, and not just what the Capitals are doing, but also what Vegas and a lot of other teams were doing. Copycat League. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. Now it's time to Ask Mark Anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and Ask Mark Anything. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. So, uh, what's happening? He's a little guy. Huh? What? I'd love to get the balls to say what you want to say. Very good point. The X at 105.9. I'm not asked Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chapa. So do check out Chapino in Pittsburgh's fabulous strip district. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. Let's go to Ryan and Shaler. Ryan, ask Mark anything. If the Caps win back to back, does that? I mean, you know, Ovechkin gets the edge over Crosby, you know, at legacy in terms of no, legacy. Why, why would you say that? Because that'll leave a sour taste in everyone's mouth, Penguin fan-wise. And, you no, know, it won't, no, it won't. Hey, bro, if, you're, if you think that if Crosby doesn't win any more cups and that leaves right. a sour taste in your mouth, you're a spoiled bitch. <laughs> you are. You sound like a spoiled bitch. You definitely sound like a bitch. And, and, and you know, it's three cups. How old are you? Oh, hang up like a bitch that I knew you were. Three cups. That kid was probably like in his 20s, tops, and he was unhappy with three cups. What a bitch. Let's go to Larry in Export. Larry, ask Mark anything. Yes, Mark. What do you think of the rumors, breaking news, that Kim Jong-un was sent to the bargaining table after video surfaced showing... President Trump beating up Vince McMahon and shaving his head at WrestleMania. 
Who said that, Rodman? No, no, this was coming. This is breaking news now all over the internet. Yeah, who cares? I, I, I pay. I pay, those are two peas in the pod. I, I have no interest in it at all. It won't affect me unless the nukes start flying. And as I've said repeatedly, I've always kind of wanted to see that. Let's go to Twash in Oakmont. Twash, you're on with Double M. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Big Sexy. Wondering if you ever bench press, and if so, how much? A, a long time ago and not very much. Did you lift with the boys at all? What do you mean the boys? Who are the boys? The, the wrestling boys. No, I didn't. Good day. Good day. I'm on the track. Like, I give myself credit. I've lost a little weight. I've changed my diet. Not, not as much as I should, but... I'm on the treadmill two and a half miles a day, five days a week, up from two miles a day, five days a week last year. And I did, that was my, that's the first New Year's resolution I ever kept. And like people always say, that's what I hate about, like, I've spoken to dietitians at my doctors, well, my ex-doctor now, because I didn't like the dietitian. Well, okay, you lost weight, but you need to do it this way. Okay, you're on the treadmill, but you need to do this too. Just let me do what's working. And the minute you tell me to do something different, I just like an effort and just go out and have an eight-cut pizza. Let's go to Scott and Green Tree. Scott, you're on with the super genius. Hey, Mark. How you doing? What's up? Uh, who would you give the Money in the Bank contract to in the men's match on Sunday? Uh, I who don't do think deserves it. I, I don't even know who's in it. That's uh, like the Miz and KO and uh, I think Rusev's in it. Uh, is, is Kenny Omega in it? Uh, Kevin Owens. <laughs> no, is Kenny Omega in it? I, not to my knowledge, no. Okay, but I, I would give it to him. Let's go to Matt in Bridgeville. Matt, ask Mark anything. Matt, are you there? No? Good. Well, let's wrap this up. I got nothing. 105.9 The X.